Starfield gameplay continues to be combed over, criticized, scrutinized, and now Starfield leaks are coming out. There's confirmation of leaks that we've we've had up until now. We're going to be reacting to a Dantix video. Did a great job doing both confirmed leaks that have come true and ones that have not yet. I think it's a great thing to look at. I want to react to the leaks and just continue the Starfield conversation with you guys. My Starfield coverage has been pretty well received and supported on this channel. Very well viewed videos so check those VODs in the Starfield News playlist if you want. Make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my content. I'm a safe for work live broadcaster and so the video is a little long. We're going to be reacting to it. I'm going to be actually ending our Skull and Bones stream and bringing everybody over. We did gameplay breakdown. We looked at the gameplay, debated it. We got into a bit of a debate about Sea of Thieves, actually, uh, because just games that are about pirates and what exactly they should feel like and look like. And now we're going to be reacting to this Dantix video. People have been responding well to my reaction content. I try to make it dialogue-driven, Uh, and debate-driven, and thank you so much, Rainbow, for upgrading to a Tier 2. We greatly appreciate that. And as soon as I start a stream, we get told to run ads. Thank you, Paul. I'll use that in a second. Uh, Appreciate you doing that. So, brand new stream. Brand new stream. Uh, Make sure... Make sure reach out to LTT. I'm not sure who that is. Ryzen Threadripper. Yeah, I want a Threadripper real bad. Real bad. Let me make sure the music's not too loud. And let me pull up this video. The link is in the description below. This is Dantix. I hope that they're one of the people that are cool with reaction content. I've chopped about a minute of the beginning of the video. Uh, Let's take a look at these leaks about Starfield and, and share our thoughts on what we think. Okay, let's begin. First, the confirmed true statements. The ships are very akin to what we have today, but more updated. We see that in the reveal and the latest gameplay trailer, the game will have a NASA punk theme. Machine Games is making the Indiana Jones game, but Todd is directing it. This one is so accurate, it actually made me think the leaker is legit. He predicted this well before the announcement, and this isn't something that you can guess. This might be a case of a leaker sprinkling in some truth that he's stumbled upon, mixed into his lies, but this point, I admit, is getting me convinced. Dialogue options are back with a voiceless protagonist, Bethesda learned from their mistakes from Fallout 4. This is one of those topics that- Okay, so what he's doing is... Oh, Linus Tech Tips. What he's doing is is he's showing the leaks and when they happened and how many of them turned out to be true. And the reason that he's doing this is because there are more leaks coming out that have people really, really uh, excited, right? So that is, uh, that's what he's doing here. So it's really, really quick. So let me let me let me just go back. Uh, let me just go back and and show you what I'm talking That's about. That's divisive. Tagging okay. this point, I am because Sprinkle predicted this winging it. This one theme in the reveal and the lapse of. Okay. First, the confirmed true statements. The ships are very akin to what we have today, but more updated. We see that. That's not a very significant one, so I'm not going to say anything about that. In the reveal and the latest gameplay trailer, the game will have a NASA punk theme. Machine Games is making the Indiana Jones game, but Todd is directing it. So this one is obviously not necessarily related to Starfield, but it is related to uh, the situation. Now, Todd directing it. 
Now, there's also, we have to remember the internal leaks and info coming out about Todd sort of seagulling, as they called it, on Fallout 76. He would just sort of come by periodically, and he would just kind of crap on any of their ideas. So, this leak actually turning out to be true, that he's directing the Indiana Jones game, I don't know how much, you know, uh, excitement that gives me, given what we found out about how he treated Fallout 76. Now, we have to treat those internal leaks, you know, with with a teeny bit of grain of salt, but the way with, with the way that Fallout 76 turned out, and the way that Todd talked about it before it came out, you do have to wonder whether or not he uh, he really was super involved, um, and I think that that that's that's cause for concern for the Indiana Jones game. So that is another leak uh, that turned out uh, to be true. This one is so accurate, it actually made me think the leaker is legit. He predicted this well before the announcement, and this isn't something that you can guess. This might be a case of a leaker sprinkling in some truth that he's stumbled upon, mixed into his lies, but this point, I admit, is getting me convinced. Dialogue options are back with a voiceless protagonist, Bethesda learned from their mistakes from Fallout 4. Now, a lot of people don't like that the protagonist uh, is voiceless. So... This is less to do with me reacting to Dantic's content because he's just doing a great job sort of like combing through all of the the leaks. This is just more for me to react to what's going on with Starfield to continue to get the debate going and the the dialogue going about the game. Now, some people don't like being a voiceless protagonist. I don't know what you guys think. You guys can obviously weigh in in the chat or in the comments below if you're watching the VOD. What's your opinion on being a voiceless protagonist? That's never bothered me in this type of game, okay? When you're playing a game as Laura Croft or playing a game as Kratos, boy, then you need to have a voice because that's a character. When I make the character and then I choose some generic voice that reads the lines for me, that value point isn't good enough, I don't think, to warrant doing it. Now, Mass Effect did it, but you were always, you were still playing Shepard. Now, you could make Shepard look any way you wanted within reason. And, again, I don't necessarily have a problem with this. I know some people really, really don't like it because they feel like, well, I'm not in the game, that's not me or whatever. There are other people who like it because they feel like, well, that's not the voice I would choose or whatever. Because they, you know, they feel like the character, as Eugene is saying, they feel like the character is speaking for them. I draw that distinction. I'm not playing as Kratos. I'm playing as me. I wouldn't necessarily speak that way or or say that. But you are giving me dialogue options to feel like that I'm in the game in in to a certain degree, to a certain degree. So that's that's this is one the, of those topics. Oops, that- sorry, that's the leak. That's the next leak that he's he's confirming. He's going to talk about the topic as well. It's divisive. I run through more in my last video, but it's confirmed to be true. The cinema system comes back in force from both on planet to a new version on spaceships. So this one, this is where um, this is where I start to have concern about. Um, I start to have concern about scope creep. Settlement system comes back in force from both on planet uh, to a new version on spaceships. Now I know they did this in Fallout Four. But I still get concerned about scope creep when you start doing things that are getting spread 
to multiple places. So now they're going to do a new version with the spaceships as well. Okay. This could be awesome, but this could also be another one of those things where you're going to spread the game too thin. It's going to have that game buffet syndrome where if the settlement building and the new version of settlement building in the ships is diluted or too simplistic, it will feel sort of how elements of cyberpunk and biomutant felt where you're throwing things in just for the sake of them being there and they lack substance and depth. It's just you checking a feature box. Yeah, well, we had base building. Yeah, well, we had this. Now, at first blush, I would say that the shipbuilding looks great, albeit very expensive, and I'm still in the dark about why you'd want to invest so much in your ship with the space travel uh, being somewhat limited. Um... By the way, Slickness DM in chat, is that picture Crash Override from Hackers? I, I really hope that's him. Who He went from being Crash Override. Well, he was originally Zero Cool, and then he became Crash Override when he had to rebrand or rename himself. Uh, in any case, the so that that is, that is something that I am concerned about is, well, they did the shipbuilding just for the sake of it. Like, what's the impetus? What's the drive for me to build a big, awesome ship or whatever? Uh, so this is another one that's been confirmed. This was leaked in 2021. So what he's doing is, is he's building a case for the leaker because there's leaks coming that are more substantive that have yet to be confirmed. If you're just tuning in, we're watching Dantic's video on uh, Starfield leaks. Uh, the Starfield gameplay is something we've combed over and covered here extensively. Make sure and hit subscribe if you want to talk in the chat. Uh, and be sure to hit the like button guys and, uh, and switch to live chat. Those are the two things you always got to do. Uh, whenever we switch to a new stream, we are in a new stream right now. And does it have dialogue options? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. One of your favorite movies, by the way. Yeah. I love serial killer in it. He's great. During the trailer, we saw both a settlement system on planets as well as one on your ship, both of which you can recruit NPCs to help run. Then when asked if Starfield was basically No Man's Sky with RPG elements, he replied, I, yeah, you could say that, haha. Though we have a bit more guidance when it comes to stories on planets. So this is a huge, huge point of contention. Uh, This is a narrative. This is a narrative point that I've consistently pushed back on, not because I know enough about the game or because I've played the game, but for the same reason that I'm not arguing from information about the game i don't think others should be saying oh it's just no man's sky this guy's saying yeah you could say that though we have a bit more guidance when it comes to stories on planets in my opinion everything we've seen leans far more closer to a fallout style game uh as opposed to a uh a a no man's sky so I don't want to retread this debate. I think this debate is at some level pointless because no one's played the game yet. And the the No Man's Sky features that are lacking, I actually think point to a pretty big divergence. The pretty pretty big divergence from uh, that foundation of you know being like No Man's Sky. So I don't want to spend a bunch of time on this debate. I'm not going full screen to, to make a big grand point. But I just want people to know if you haven't seen my Starfield coverage up to now, that is something that I feel like has been a very uh, very armchair, simple comparison. Uh, and the narrative shifted overnight. It went from being ugly No Man's Sky 
you know, or oh, it looks too much like No Man's Sky to the minute we found out there were certain features lacking that No Man's Sky had, that was suddenly a problem. So it's like it was too much like No Man's Sky, and then when it diverged from being like No Man's Sky, that was also a problem. I think there are people that are just sort of looking for negatives, and that's why that narrative flips so fast. This was specifically a point Todd wanted to hammer home. Not that Starfield isn't a No Man's Sky, but there are more stories to be told on the planets. If this leak was actually Todd, I wouldn't be surprised. Then the leaker says that in the teaser trailer 2018, if you look really close to the bottom right, there's a person walking on the outer ring of the satellite. The leaker goes on to say that this is explained by a theoretical method of warping tech. This could indicate that warping tech helps you get around and explains how ships will be traveling vast distances. We've seen grav drives mentioned multiple times in multiple areas, and you can check out my videos discussing that for more information. Make sure and support Dantix's videos and coverage. He does great work. I liked his video because it was just a very good, clean rundown of leaks that have been confirmed, leaks that have not been confirmed. He has other videos that we're obviously not going to react to. So check out those other videos. He is His channel is linked below in the description as well as this video. The story will take place in a very near future setting. That's a super generic leak. I, there's no reason for me to comment. For story, there's an overarching plot to drive the player to go planet to planet to explore. Again, way too generic for me to react to. But he said he didn't want to reveal it. Says that he's only comfortable talking about his department in programming. Does not feel comfortable talking about someone else's work out of respect. It's strange though that he has respect for this department, but talks about other areas of the game that would have been touched by other departments other than his. Perhaps he's a friend there or he actually doesn't know. But there is a drive to make the player travel to explore, and Todd has mentioned it's for the new and old world artifacts, or hinted that it might be for that. He says he doesn't know what will be shown at E3 2021. He works at programming, but if he had to guess, it would be spaceships, customizations, and cruise planets, and the new settlement system. So they haven't shown us cruise, but I believe that's going to be one of the leaks uh, contained in this. This is something that people have been talking about recently, that you'll have crews and people that can come with you. So that leak is one that has people more excited, you know, feeling a little bit more like a Mass Effect, uh, you know, departing from the uh, the Fallout, you know, sort of feel and sort of vibe. So, because in Fallout, you could bring one, and I think in this one, they're going to let you have more than one. It's going to feel more like an actual crew than a companion. And, uh, but they didn't show that at E3. E3 didn't really happen, but there was still the Microsoft Bethesda Showcase, and they showed basically everything else that the guy listed. So he he clearly had, at the very least, this leaker had bullet points of things that they were going to want to focus on and things that they were going to want to talk about uh, in order to kind of like get people excited, establish great quality points and value points in the game, uh, and they, uh, they, they did, I think, I think they did kind of confirm that this leaker at some level has seen things and knows things, uh, about the game. Another eerily accurate statement, even though it was a guess by him and a year early, all of these things were covered in the recent trailer. The plants are massive compared to Skyrim slash Fallout. They are much bigger. They are also spherical. There's also a trick used to conserve game memory. Now this one is one that I want to talk about because one of the primary one of the primary things that have been happening is there's sort of two debates going on. 
the one debate is there's too many planets there's no way that there's that many worth going to and then there's people that are like there's no way that's going to be enough it's going to be a bunch of crap right so there's people that feel overwhelmed by the fact that there's lots of planets and it's like well there's no way i'm going to be able to go to them all uh, you know this is this is unbelievable and then there's people that are like there's no way that the planets are going to be worth going to like they think there's going to be like 10 planets worth visiting and everything else is going to be crap i think this adds ground to the fact that neither of those concerns or sort of uh, presumptive or preemptive criticisms i don't necessarily think they have ground and and i'm going to explain why so this guy's saying that the planets are massive compared to Skyrim and Fallout. They're much bigger, okay? And then they're spherical, and they use a trick to conserve game memory. So it's like, my gosh, how are you going to do that, okay? If you combine this leak with Todd Howard's commentary on the fact that you will know if a planet's sort of barren, if it's a barren ice ball not worth going to, and you'll know where the content is. He, he essentially said that in an interview. But they wanted to give you the freedom. They wanted to say yes to the player. If you want to go to the Baron Ice Ball and build your summer home, you can do that. Okay? So if we couple this leak that the planets are massive when compared to Skyrim and Fallout, they're much bigger. And you combine that with Todd Howard saying, you're going to be well informed about where the good content is and where the good planets are. I actually think my predictions of the game are more likely to come true and that there will be at least one planet per system that will feel quote-unquote good or worth your attention. Uh, If you're going to have 100 systems, I could see there maybe being a percentage of them that are less impressive, like the one planet worth going to is kind of mediocre. Even So it's not garbage, it's not terrible, it's not completely empty uh, and barren. Uh, but, you know, there will be planets, or I'm sorry, planetary systems that you would rank as being like a 6 or a 7, and then there'll be planetary systems that are like 8s or 9s, like multiple planets in that system are worth going to. And the reason I think that is, Todd Howard's statement seems to indicate that when you're in a system, you will know where to spend your time if you're not wanting to go to just barren nothing places. And this guy saying that the planets are massive compared to Skyrim and Fallout, I think is another indication that they want the planets to be exciting and good and big. Like, they don't want the planets to just be a bunch of wasted space. Especially if their solution to these planets being so big and spherical, having to come up with a trick to conserve game memory. So... I don't know where you guys land on that. If you want to weigh in on the chat with the planet number count being around a thousand, the planetary system count being around a hundred. Do you feel like that's too daunting, too many, too little? Do you feel like it's basically going to be a bunch of filler crap? Where do you land on that debate while I let the video continue? I'd be more interested to see exactly what this trick is, but we can be sure that it's involving the procedural generation tools discussed at length in my video here. We turn to more Oblivion-level RPG elements. They lean more into freedom like gun customization, ship customization, plus crew settings to roleplay into what type of player you are. But as for pure skills, they are more akin to Skyrim's Do to Learn. So more akin to Do to Learn. I, I wanted to keep that up on screen just for a second. So 
this is in line with Todd Howard's statements that they are going back to more traditional RPG games that they used to build. And what struck me in this particular leak is having crew settings so that you could role play into what type of player that you want to be. So it's more than just your skills because the pure skills are due to learn. So if you're not familiar with Skyrim, if you want to get better medium armor skills and perks, you just have to wear medium armor and get hit a bunch. Uh, there were tricks to this, right? You like let like a really weak enemy just wail on you. And so you don't die, but it just keeps leveling up the armor. And so it seems as though there's going to be some elements that are familiar, like, oh, just Skyrim's, you know, oh, do it to learn. But then there's going to be crew settings that you're going to be role-playing into the type of player that you want to be with your crew. And I think that's where the the newer or maybe better interpretation of the RPG will, will kind of come to life. Now, as far as giving you freedom for gun customization and ship customization, I'm genuinely curious how varied the guns are going to get. We've seen a variety of guns in the game. We saw extensive customization of what looked like basically a sidearm, a very, you know, smaller pistol. And it did seem like the gun that handled the best in the video, as opposed to the ones that we see in the beginning, like the sort of, uh, the broad shotgun that is in this shot, the one that shoots like, you know, it's like an AR of some, uh, it's like an SMG, I'm sorry where he kind of reloads it on the top. And then there's the one that's really big and fat, and he's, like, using it outside. I think all those guns are extremely lackluster and curious if gun customization is how you mitigate that and make the guns feel better. Uh, I do think I have a video called, you know, Starfield, I Was Wrong. I do think this game looks significantly better than Fallout. I actually thought that the characters in the gameplay looked very similar to Fallout 4, but that just shows how shaded your memory can get. Fallout 4 looks significantly far behind and dated compared to this game, which, as it should, uh, the characters and the environments. So I'm willing to kind of give them space and say, all right, if they upgraded the engine in that regard, then hopefully they upgraded the guns and the gun handling um, as well because that would be something that I would want to see. If you've never been here before, make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss my content. We are covering Starfield leaks. We're reacting to leaks from a Dantix video. And uh, this one is... This one is 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 not hard to confirm because Todd Howard all but said this in an interview. So... This has also been confirmed as we could clearly see that you first unlock a skill, then use said skill to unlock the next stages. A system that I'm excited for and very much want to see in action. You can bring up the two crewmates to assist you. Now this one, I, I'm, I want to hear how this has been confirmed because I don't know when this was confirmed and what interview this was confirmed in. This was news to me. I assumed you could bring one companion because it seemed reminiscent to Fallout. And we can see that confirmed here in the trailer. Yeah, see, no, I don't know if I, I'm going to disagree. I don't know if I count this as confirmation. So this is yet to be hard confirmed. I'd call this a soft confirmation that you can bring two crew members with you uh, in, in, in the ship or whatever. Now, we know you can have people managing your settlements, so I don't think this is a stretch. I don't think he's like... He's making some insane claim that like, oh, it's confirmed in the trailer. 
I call this a soft confirmation. I did. I don't. I don't feel like they've specifically spoke to this. Uh, we also know that in games like this, once you start adding companions and people coming with you, it can complicate things. So between now and the launch of the game, that could have been something where they were just kind of showing the idea of scrambling to a ship, and it wasn't meant to indicate that, like, oh yeah, you can have two crewmates with you. Uh, it also could have been. Uh, right here, the the clip that he's using, I'm just going to mute it. The clip that he's using right here where they're like gearing up, this could literally be a cutscene with an NPC and the NPC is gearing up to do something specifically. So that doesn't necessarily mean it's your crew. That could be part of the story. Like they're meant to come with you on the mission and you and and your 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 buddy or your crewmate or whatever is like helping them gear up or something. So Mass Effect did well with two companions. Yeah, I think you could do two companions, but it could be a follow mission, as Butters is saying. There's a lot of different ways to interpret that cutscene because she's actively talking to you, almost as if you just went from an NPC dialogue interaction to hey, let's gear up and get the heck out of here. So to me. That soft confirmation. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna let him have it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be critical of uh, of him saying that's a confirmation. But I'm not gonna call that a confirmation myself. I'm gonna say that could be a couple of different things. So that leak is still got an asterisk next to it, as uh, in my mind is yet to be confirmed. Now I've made my own predictions about. You know, Fallout 76 has multiplayer netcode built into it, and if they're building a companion system and they're building a system that allows you to have crewmates coming with you, um, does that mean in the future that you could have some type of multiplayer or some type of cooperative play? It's possible that they decide to do that later on, uh, but I don't see them melding the two progressions together. Like, if you were helping your buddy as a co-op companion you would literally just be sort of riding along almost like when you play Far Cry with a buddy and you land in the game as a completely made up fictional character and you're just sort of helping them and you're shooting and everything else and you don't actually have uh, a, a, a a progress bar that's like filling and you're not working on a campaign or anything like that so but I, that's just a light prediction I, I'm not I'm not gonna die on that hill they they, they you know they could 100% keep this uh, as a single player game the trailer there'll be both spaceship and foot combat you can land on all planets and moons that have physical land there are some mega cities and mega satellites exploration is a huge part of the game there will be a core central universe with a long story behind it and many different plans to visit based off of it it's pretty open-ended where you can go from system to system now this one okay this one adds to me to me this one adds to my prediction that there will be plenty of planets worth your time okay there's a core central universe with a long story behind it and many different planets to visit based off of it. So I think just in the central universe alone, there's going to be an impetus to explore, find, and visit planets. Okay? So again, I think the people that think there's going to be like five to ten planets worth going to, everything else is going to be filler, ice balls of crap, I think the leaker is credible. They're getting a lot of things right. And if this thing right here is right, this adds credence to some of my pushback on the cynicism and the negativity surrounding the number of planets. 
uh, I actually happen to think that the if if twice now the leaker has stressed that exploration is a huge part of the game and it's it's what they want you doing, it's where they you know it's what they want you kind of working on. I actually think that only works if there is an ample amount of planets worth going to. I think exploration falls apart. Uh, I think it falls apart if you if you end up in in this sort of everything sucks nothing's nothing's that great right um so let's continue listening to the leaks system the leaker further emphasizes later that there are extra plants out on the further reaches solely there for the player to mess around with and use the settlement systems still handcrafted just kind of more freedom to mess around with areas away from the main story starfield is going to be the biggest game ever created by us Plans on expanding the building so an overview system can be used to make ships. We wanted to make it more modder friendly. And finally, ladders have been added to the game, which is a big in terms of complex animation work. All of these points have been confirmed in one way or another. Now, I watched another video. I want to talk about the ladders thing. I want to talk about the ladders thing. Because the ladders thing has kind of become a bit of a meme. People kind of make fun of it. They're like, ooh, oh my gosh, you added ladders to the game, right? Um... According to the leaker in the document that I read, they said that they were having issues with animations early on, and they made significant improvements and advancements to animations with guns and movements, and they said that ladders, they acknowledged, they said, while this seems like something pretty basic, it was a huge step up for animations and movement in the game. It essentially meant... It's evidence of a significant upgrade with respect to the engine animations and movements. All right. Now, to us, that seems silly, but if they're going in and trying to make animations of like reloading guns, handling guns, movements, you have to think about how a ladder could be a massive barrier and problem if they've never had to build anything uh, for the ladder, for, for like ladders. Oh, step up. Yeah, it's a huge step up. Thank you. Yeah, great pun that I didn't mean to make. I want you to remember when we read about Anthem and how the engine had zero flight systems. They had to build the flying system, okay? And how much that's one of the single most praised things about Anthem is the flight feels awesome, okay? And that was a huge step and a huge advancement for them to go into that engine and completely build that, you know, for it. So we hear ladders and we think, what a freaking joke. I can't believe you're saying that. Well, this isn't the Legend of Zelda on Nintendo where you just put a ladder and it's not a ladder. It's just a strip that you walk on and it takes you to a new room, a new section of a flat room. So... I, I read that and thought, okay, in addition to the things that I notice with respect to how the characters and the faces and the environments look hugely better than Fallout 4, because my memory was, well, this looks kind of like Fallout 4. Ladders, I think, is just another aspect that actually, this is going to sound weird, I think it gives me hope about the gunplay. I think the early guns that we looked at in the gunplay... I'm holding out hope that they're they're generic, non-modded, they're supposed to feel kind of basic, kind of bland, 
because you haven't done anything to them yet. That's that's my hope. I that I if that's me being a doe-eyed dumb dumb and I'm being too optimistic, you know, so be it. I'm kind of holding out hope that they made advancements in animations, graphical fidelity, character movement, and that guns will also then feel significantly better as they level as your skill trees uh, level as well. Um, so, are they going to tell us that walking on uneven ground uh, traversal was a big deal too? Well, again, I, I'm trying. I'm not. I'm trying not to be a cynic here. They essentially built something new. Like again, you think ladder traversal is basic, but somebody might think the same thing about flying. Like, how is how is how is flying around that difficult to do? Tons of games do flying, right? Destiny has basically had like short-term, low-level flight for a super long time. Just up that, you know, up that. Make it, you know, make it, make it so we can do that more. Well, ladders is the same thing. If your engine has never built or dealt with ladders before, and you got to go in and build that from scratch, it's not. See, you're looking at the ladder. You're looking at the ladder, and you're thinking about the ladder. I'm thinking about the fact that they had to build a brand new animation and physics rule set from scratch, which means they're they're heavily invested in making this game utilize all of the aspects of the creation engine as good as possible. Now, I will say this, okay? I will say this. My biggest concern about Starfield is that the engine's datedness and the engine's sort of rough edges are going to be constantly snagged on. Like, the game's going to constantly snag on the fact that this engine is dated and this thing's got rough edges and y'all can't smooth them out. You can dress it up and make it look pretty, but it's still a snowman that you made out of boulders. Like, I can still see that it's rough and it's it's not moldable and shapeable in the way that you would want it to be. It's not an agile agile engine. So I do have significant concerns about the creation engine, but at the very least, they've stepped up to the plate and said, listen, we're going to build brand new mechanics within the engine set that we've never had before. And while we think of ladders as pretty basic, again... It's an entirely new thing. You're dying over this. This is the funniest thing I've heard all week. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't care. I mean, I, I, I actually have read enough articles about development and having to create new mechanics and new things within the engine space that didn't exist before. That I, I think you're, I think you're being uh, dismissive, based not on facts, but based on the fact that this game's kind of set up to be disliked by lots of people. So that was the admin work. Gotta tick the boxes and dot the I so you know this leaker has been pretty spot on so far. Next are the leaks that haven't either been fully confirmed or haven't been shown at all. Once again, let me know if you think these points have merit or if you'd like to see them in game. First, does not have unrealistic stuff like Star Trek giant space amoebas and Greek gods. However, it does have that early Star Trek vibe of exploration. This doesn't surprise me. Um, and this is probably a reason why the planets themselves... This is probably a reason why the planets themselves look like they're more Earth-inspired. Um, you know, they're more Earth-inspired. Then, like, oh, it's fantasy. So it's not going to look like the planets in Star Trek or No Man's Sky, right? 
I'd be laughing at any game where ladders is considered a big deal. See, but again, I, I again, I, I think you're being you're being misrepresentative of what's happened. They didn't come out and say, "Hey guys, our game has ladders." There was an internal leak where somebody working on the game said this was a huge step up in the animations and things that we were doing with the engine. The ladders are symptom of something bigger. So again, you're you're misrepresenting the situation. The developers of the game did not come out and say, hey guys, throw us a parade, throw some confetti in the air, we got ladders. They didn't do that. They, they didn't come out and act like that was a huge deal. A leaker talked about how the fact that they were able to improve animation sets and things, they were talking about like guns and stuff and movements, they said ladders may seem like something incredibly minor, but it actually is representative of something pretty big they were able to do with the engine. So again, you can laugh at it when you only look at the surface, but when you actually look beneath and what they talked about in the leak, the the the, the humor of it sort of fades. It's like, oh, they actually made some pretty big advancements with the game's animation sets and, and, and things they're able to do with the game. Uh... Well, climbing is not. Don't read too much into the ladder. It's a ladder to get you in and out of the spaceship. That's about it. We may have to clarify that. Exciting video game features. They're a pain in the butt. In a recent interview, he was being evasive. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, he didn't want to talk about that. That wasn't, again, that wasn't a focal point. He wasn't trying to be like, hey, ladders are a big deal. Right? Would be like laughing at Pokemon getting actual doors to open and close and moving load screens to somewhere else. Yeah, again, I, I, I think, again, you have to look beneath you have to look beneath the ladder. It's not about the fact that, ooh, we have ladders. The quote that I read said, it's not about, like, oh, my gosh, ladders are unprecedented. It was, this is indicative of things that we were able to do, advances we were able to do with animations, with, uh, like, they were talking about other things, and ladders was, like, a part of it. Previously, to climb a ladder, you just floated up in first person, no animations or anything. Yeah, lots of games do that, right? Because you can't see your character, so they don't need to do anything fancy about it. They just like all they have to do is have the camera like go up and down the ladder, like in Doom or whatever. <coughs> Why there are no ladders in Fallout? I love it. Anyone who criticizes engine animation development when they haven't spent uh, a second under the hood of Skyrim or Fallout in respect to what modders have to work with. Is it just a functioning ladder, or is it a ladder put in place of where a loading screen would go? I need more information to see how advanced it is. I'd have to pull up the other video. I don't know what video it was, but they had the, the <coughs> excuse me, they had the full quotation about ladders. So, it, again, I'm just pushing back on misrepresentation. They weren't like, yay, hey guys, celebrate what we've done, we added ladders. The game company did not do that. A leaker talked about advancements and improvements in animations that then allowed them to do ladders. So they're like, ladders aren't this big deal. We made advancements in this particular area. That That's why we can do ladders now. So... Th- I'm just trying to be clear here. Like, they, it's not like Todd Howard sat down and was like, "Man, I'm gonna blow your hair back, brother." We got ladders in the game. Like, they didn't do that. I don't want it. I don't. I don't want people thinking that like that's something that they did in their marketing. Like, they didn't talk about ladders in their marketing. 
If it's simply a working ladder with working animation, then it seems like the engine is weak and needs to be replaced in the future. That's possibly indicative of a weak engine, or it's possibly indicative of games that they've built up to now where that rule set wasn't necessary, just like flight wasn't necessary in the engine that they used for Anthem. Tyler said the game is grounded in realism, so it does make sense that there won't be Greek gods and giant space amoebas. We have seen alien creatures though, so it's hard to say that a giant crab alien is much different to a giant space amoeba in terms of fantasy. I'm going to push back a little bit on that and say that in my mind, that is still realism, right? They're, they're versions of like our like the species, the insects, and the animals on our planets, everything looks slightly tethered to that. Like if we found some planet on the far reaches of space where life was possible, I think we'd anticipate finding, you know, elements that would look similar to that, right? Elements of like, oh, that's a giant crab. Oh, that's that looks like a giant bug, right? So I, I think that I... I actually, from the very beginning, thought it was going to be rooted in realism because there's like a sand, there's like a, a you know a sandwich in the picture we just saw, and like a training guide notebook. It very much felt like NASA inspired. So, I think the modding community is awesome. I'm glad Bethesda allows uh, them to keep the game as refreshing even after all the years later. There are still new mods coming out that change how Skyrim is played. So currently all Fallout games use ladders as load screens and you never saw hands or anything going up and down. You did not even climb. You just click X on the ladder and you go to the next room. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, like, again, it. I, I, would, I would say that yes, all of the rule sets for flight in Anthem are significantly more complex than climbing a ladder. However, it's the same idea. We never needed this before. We got to build it. And somebody's like, we can't build it. There's no animation sets for that. There's no, there's not even animation rules for that. And they're like, okay, I guess we won't do it. Well, they go in and they build all these new animation sets, all these new animation rules. They make advancements with respect to the animation systems within the creation engine. And a result of that is, hey, we can do ladders now. You've got to look at it in the order of how the one leak read. I am not, you guys, I'm not being like a Starfield fanboy here. I'm just accurately representing how it came about. I guess they're leaning into what would have been believable to see in the future in space in our minds. Different planets have different gravity and oxygen levels. This one interests me because... Is this going to be something that you can um, spec into, right? Am I going to be able to spec into equipment that helps me with this? Does that make sense? Am I am I going to be able to like spec into like oh I have more oxygen? This planet's gonna my oxygen's going to run out faster. Am I going to have? Uh, am I going to have something that helps me manage low gravity, right? Like if I'm, you know, jumping and flying away, right? Can we see your legs? I heard something about them. What? Why are you asking about my legs? That is kind of creepy. So that's something we don't know. He might mention it further in the video. Um, I don't remember him mentioning anything about this. I I listened to it this morning. So, uh, hey, you reacted to the video? Yes, we're reacting to Dantix's video about leaks 
the link is in the description below we gave him credit we're linking to his channel please be sure to support the video and his channel uh we do uh we do reaction uh style content knew you would like it this is a different one dark star than the one that you sent this sent me down a different rabbit trail He can't show off his uh, legs. Imagine some dude running through the office. We did it. We got the ladders to work. I, I'm, I'm seeing the humor in it, Eugene, for sure. I just want to make sure as we chuckle about it, we don't misrepresent, like, Bethesda didn't do that, right? They didn't come out and market that. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we can have a wry chuckle about, like, oh my gosh, like, can you imagine? Like, we finally got ladders to work. But, again... I was just trying to give the context of the leak so that we didn't look like we were being like dismissive or, or misrepresentative of what happened. Like to me, it just shows the severe limitations of the engine. You haven't been able to make ladders or animations for them until now. Haven't been able to, or it wasn't a priority. Right, Barrier? There's two possible realities. I don't know if they haven't been able to. It might not have been a priority. If 90% of the game doesn't need them, are you going to waste bandwidth on it? Does that make sense? Like, when they're building Fallout 4, is the lack of ladders in Fallout 4 a significant problem? Is it a significant enough problem for them to spend a bunch of time upgrading the animation sets of the engine? Probably not. So we need to be careful before we... We need to be careful on what we presume. We don't want to presume that up to now they were super limited and they couldn't do ladders and the engine sucks and it's super limited. We don't want to presume that. Now, as I've said, from my observation, the engine feels rough and dated. But I'm not going to presume that that means they can't do better things with it or bring it forward. Because we thought the same thing about... We thought the same thing about... uh, Destiny with the Tiger engine. Howard explained the primary reason for not being able to include ladders in environments is due to their engine, saying ladders cause problems for character AI. One day we tried to figure out why we wanted ladders so bad because we don't really need them. It just felt like we're game development sissies because we can't do ladders. Right, and again, in the past, they probably thought, we don't have time for that. Right? Are you able to purchase my coffee in Australia? Yes, you're not going to want to order more than like one or two bags because the shipping gets absolutely bonkers. It just gets absolutely bonkers. So I don't think we even let you get more than like one or two bags to, to for you Aussies. So. Not much needs to be said about this. It seems confirmed, but we haven't seen it in action yet. Starfield is way more hard sci-fi, but less of the whole Blair feel of the ships from Elite Dangerous. This one, I disagree with his opinion, not the validity of his statement. His opinion was that Elite Dangerous ships looked less human and more alien. I don't find the ships of Elite Dangerous Blair, and they don't at all look like something humans can't make hundreds of years in the future. If anything, the ships inspired by NASA that we're getting in Starfield seem a little too close to how we would build them now in 2022. In 300 years, with our current technological explosions, who knows what we could have. Compare how phones looked 30 years ago to now, for example, and then imagine what they could look like in 300 years. Then when talking about settlement management and delegation. Okay, so yeah, I get where he's coming from. Uh, Oh, we don't have Australia configured. The shipping was so high. Okay, okay. So... I agree with him and disagree with him here kind of at the same time, okay? Yes, 
phones have gotten insanely advanced and significantly better over time. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm gonna... This looks really good. I'm gonna push back with automobiles. If you look at the automobiles that I grew up driving compared to now, they don't look that much different. They do. They look smoother and the form function's nice and all the stuff inside's way cooler. But automobiles haven't changed as much as cell phones. So as far as space travel goes, I actually think they've got it right. It will look pretty much similar to the form function of what we build now, 20, 50, 100 years from now. So, there's a responsibility to community here more than the customer. It's more about doing right by you than what, uh, more than what you're willing to do. Yeah, like, we could let you guys order as much coffee as you want from anywhere in the world, but the shipping is so absurd, it just doesn't feel just. I, I won't allow it. I told Creature, and a Creature agreed with me. I was like, I'm not gonna allow somebody to spend that kind of money on shipping just to get my coffee. Like, it's not, I don't think it's just, so I won't take your money. Um, I'd pay the insanely high shipping to try and support you. I, I really appreciate that. I didn't like the optics of having shipping being like double and triple the cost of the bag of coffee. I feel like there's a level of something in there that just doesn't feel just. Um, I, that That's my conscience on it, is that it, it feels unjust to have somebody paying that kind of money and you're giving most of it to like the government and the shipping company it's actually not going to me does that make sense it's not just unjust it seems like it's not even economical like give me a hundred dollars rather than giving a hundred dollars to the postal service does that make sense you're actually giving more of the money to the United States Postal Service than me anyway, so it's it seems unjust as me to do it as the company, but it also seems like not even economical to to spend, like, oh wow, thanks for the 20 15 bucks for the coffee, and then you hand $100 to the United States Postal Service. Does that make sense? Alright, let's continue. So, I disagree with him. I actually think that the spaceships looking more like spaceships that we have now makes lots of sense. I also think it's an easier tether for people for their minds to like have that level of immersion. It's supposed to feel somewhat realistic. So guys, do me a favor and smash the like button and the subscribe button if you are enjoying the content. We do reaction content. We make it very dialogue driven. I don't just watch the video passively. I take breaks to talk with you. Let's continue watching Dantic's video on Starfield gameplay leaks. Someone in the office pointed out the game Kingmaker to us and how micromanagement can take up a lot of time and energy. We all agreed that it needed to have an element to let the player control it from a range for micro stuff without needing their intervention to let the player play the game. First off, Todd mentions that you can delegate tasks to others and that your crew can help with this. We also see one of your crew working on what seems to be a crafting bench of some sort, so we can assume this statement is accurate. The question is, what will your crew be doing? Crafting for you while you're away, gathering resources for you, managing your farms, going on missions dedicated to just crew, we, we still don't know. Starfield has around the same gameplay loop as Fallout 4 and 76, but way more in-depth in two things, exploration and building a sentiment bigger, and we improved these quite a bit. There are blank plants where players can make colonies during or after the main story. Okay, I'm going to rewind that so that's on the screen. Okay. So... It has around the same gameplay loop as Fallout 4 
and 76, but way more in-depth than two things. Exploration and building a settlement bigger. And we improve these quite a bit. So blank planets where players can make colonies during or after the main story, right? Um, yeah, if you want to support me, gift a ton of members. Seriously, the absolute best way to support the channel is to gift a ton of members. That's better than giving money to the Postal Service. Like, I'm being 100% honest with you. The more people that get exposed to our members-only content on Friday nights and every day of the week, the more likely they're going to become a member later on on their own. And if we can get the membership to continually grow, then the sky is the dadgum limit. We can do anything we want with a with a relatively small YouTube channel. <laughs> we can do anything we want. So, I love this coupled with the other things I've talked about leading up to this point about the planets. That there are blank planets where players can make colonies during or after the main story. So, yeah, I'm sure you can make ladders. <laughs> so, in my mind, this again is an explanation of why they'll be bland, empty, barren planets, right? That adds context. Like, you're going to want a place to build... This guy's saying colonies. You can make colonies. Now, if that's the, like, the long-tailed endgame, you're going to be really glad that you don't go to some planet that's got trees, mountains, bushes, and rivers in the way. You're going to want it to be pretty wide open and pretty... Now, you're not going to want it to be a, like a blank canvas that's boring. You want it to look nice. But again, that's going to make sense of why some of the planets seem that way. They're they're quite literally there for you to colonize. So, that's, 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 that's more good input. That's more, I think, helpful input from the leaker about why the presence of those planets actually matter story. This has pretty much been confirmed as well, but we haven't seen much on settlement building or exploration, nor have we seen the gameplay loop similar to the fallouts. I would go as far to say there really wasn't a solid loop in those games. When you hit a cloud layer of a planet, you get a pseudo loading screen, then you enter the planet's atmosphere. It's been confirmed that there is no seamless transition from space to ground like in No Man's Sky, so a traditional loading screen makes sense. I would have preferred a cutscene showing the landing rather than a load screen, but we have to wait to see what we're actually getting as the game is still in development. Okay, so this was a huge point of debate. Thank you, JJab, for gifting five members, Anodyne, Angad, Drizzt, Kujo, and Megadeth Mayhem. You guys all just got gifted a membership. Be sure to thank JJab. That's so generous. It really helps the channel and what we do here. Coffee orders and membership are huge, and thank you so much for that. Um, so, the, the seamless flight to planets, right? The fact that this guy just kind of outlines it as being loading screens, and that, you know, that being a problem for people. We've we've debated this before, so I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give a, a, a quick flyover on this. I feel that loading screens at each planet feels more in line with an RPG, a space RPG, and the seamless flight is more in line with a space sim, because in a sim game, you're basically doing everything, right? You're getting in the car, you're getting out of the car, you're washing the car, right? The car mechanic ones, the gas sim ones. Like, a lot of these sim games coming out, like when I was doing Gas Station Simulator, I literally am, like, repairing the cars, gassing the cars, selling people stuff at the checkout. 
and it's all seamless I go from point A to point B to point C back to point A back to point B etc so in a sim game I would expect that especially like a sim survival game like No Man's Sky so in a game that's more about it being like an RPG I think that this is going to feel more akin to Mass Effect where you see the planets you go to the planets and you land and there's that loading screen there are people that disagree with me and that's fine but when I think of Mass Effect and I think of space RPGs, I don't necessarily need to land my plane and my ship. Now, I will give this caveat. There needs to be significant amounts of space travel, combat, and space function since building and customizing your spaceship is a significant aspect of the game and it's very costly from the screenshots that we've seen as well as the interview in the Xbox Bethesda Extended Showcase where Pete Hines says it's very expensive to invest in your ship well then that better be a significant amount of content loop and gameplay because yeah I think their excuse is BS I happen to think it's a reason and not an excuse they said listen in the crux of the content loop, all that all that time we're going to spend developing seamless flight down to the planet because you have to have specific rule sets because like you're in outer space and you're walking around as a person and we have to build a bridge between those two experiences. That's a ton of development time and bandwidth for something that is not that important because it's a space RPG not a space survival sim you don't need the player doing every step of the way right i don't i don't need to be able to do that and so they looked at the time that it would have taken to build it and they said it's not going to be important to the player and i know somebody would say well don't speak for me don't speak for me i think lots of games make this decision they say that's not going to be important to the player they have to sort of presume the player's daily activities and and say what will and won't matter to the player you don't play survival games and have to go to the bathroom and keep toilet paper on hand there might be games where you do this but in most survival games you're eating and drinking plenty of water but they don't make you and say oh well they're they're gonna have to manage their bladder it's gonna get so full they're gonna have to urinate every once in a while and defecate every once in a while and in order for hygiene so that they don't get sick they're gonna have to maintain uh, ample amounts of toilet paper why? well because when they're building the game they're like that's just not gonna be important to the player that's gonna become a nuisance that'll become annoying it's kinda gross and so they don't do it so I think oftentimes the developers do have to presume and speak for the hypothetical player right? so in my in my mind, in my mind, um, it's not important, and y- you don't think that when you play Mass Effect. Like if a brand new Mass Effect game comes out without seamless flight, no one's going to say anything because Mass Effect has established that like that's not important for a space RPG with lots of planets. So. Using the tech we have, we're knocking out planets, which is not difficult to do, though we need more artists because there are a lot of negative space on some planets. Use procedural generation to help us generate the planets themselves, then use artists to touch up. We picked areas and find it into a playable zone. There are a lot of dead areas if you go into unpopulated zones of the map. Messy, non-artist touch areas as well. Now this is cause for concern, okay? This is cause for concern because this is something that a lot of people have said is that 
if you're going to use procedural generation and you're going to have a thousand planets, how on earth are those planets going to feel handcrafted? And so it seems as though when you go to these dead areas or unpopulated zones of the map, a messy non-artist uh, touched areas as well. Oh, so I'm sorry, there's messy areas that have not been touched by artists, okay? This is where two things could happen, okay? This could be a significant problem for the game. This could be an immersion breaker. This could be extremely frustrating to constantly deal with. Like, I landed on another planet, it was awesome, and then I wandered over a hill and it looks like garbage, right? And they you know they 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 could they could they could really really hurt their game if this happens too often and here's why it could hurt the game todd said in an interview that they really wanted to say yes to the player you want to go over there cool you want to go to that star system yes yeah, sure you can do it you can do it you can do it and that's great if they did that but that positive attitude and posture and that yes man attitude not the traditional sense of being a yes man right uh but the idea of we're saying yes to the player okay that idea i think is great if if you're if if there's actually a good experience on the other end does that make sense if there's not a good experience on the other end then what you're doing is is you are at one level you're you're tantalizing the, the the player with something that's stupid is that am i making sense it's like you're undercutting the very freedom that you gave the player by giving them the freedom to see all of the rough edges of your game okay so that's a concern is now would be a good time to insert ads, says YouTube. Yeah, now would be a good time to gift five members. Somebody somebody gift five members. Let's teach YouTube how to do live streaming. Could we get 20 more likes as well on the video? That helps out the vid. I'm not a fan of running ads during the stream because it disrupts what we're doing. So th- that could that could quite literally be counterproductive to be like, yeah, we let you go everywhere, but you, you know, the, the lion's share of the times that you do it, you're like, well, that was a complete and utter friggin' waste of time. Like, there, you know, there's all these messy areas in the unpopulated zones. And what that does is that gives credence to the argument from people that these planets were just a bunch of wasted filler space so they could claim, hey, we have a thousand planets, right? So I think one of two things could, be, could end up happening here. I think people could really over emphasize this they'll find these areas and they'll really be like look see we were right we were right and it's like a handful of planets or areas or it could be pretty rampant and then that would really really make their case and say listen we told you that Bethesda was just going to fill the universe with a bunch of crap planets and here you go there's just nothing out here it's a bunch of procedurally generated nonsense it's not handcrafted at all so I hope when Lono plays a game, he tests out the ladders first, for sure. Would it be possible to run a mod for each planet? Is that feasible? Yeah, I don't know. How is it a small company like Hello Games can get it right, but a multi-billion dollar company can't? I know it's taken uh, Hello a few years, but come on. Well, let me push back on what you're saying, Smashville. 
none of the planets in in No Man's Sky feel handcrafted. You can sense the algorithmic procedural nature of No Man's Sky when you're playing it. Come on. You can. I love No Man's Sky and it's a gorgeous game, but don't pretend that when you land on a planet in No Man's Sky, you can't see the game at work. You can see it. You can sense it. It's not handcrafted. It is very much non-artist touched. And that's what he's saying here is that there's dead areas if you go to these unpopulated zones of the map. It's not been touched by an artist. It's not handcrafted. It's been more procedurally generated. Well, yeah, that's true of virtually every planet in No Man's Sky. I can tell it's not handcrafted. I can tell it's just been procedurally generated and not touched by an artist. Now, that's part of the that's part of the technological magnitude of that game like No Man's Sky is incredibly impressive at that level but experientially eh, I can see behind the veil I know what's going on I don't land on a planet and think oh my gosh this is amazing you know it's like this is a cool planet <clears throat> but I can sense the ooh thunder I can sense the algorithm at work because you know you see some derpy dinosaur you know plodding along with arms that are a little too small oh like landing on a planet you can fly into it yeah but I don't know why I can see the matrix here and I feel like other people can't I feel like y'all can't see the forest for the trees it's like No Man's Sky literally built a space sim survival game that necessitated that element of immersion and Fallout inspired these guys to build a space RPG where seamless flight from and to the planet was just not a priority that would have required a bunch of build time. It's just, this isn't going to do anything for our game. You're basically asking them to spend thousands of man hours on an experienced loading screen like you want the experience of holding down the button as your ship goes like listen I'm I'm gonna be honest with you here I think some of you guys are overstating the experience of landing on the planet you literally hold forward you see a bare spot and you press a button and the ship lands for you and then you press takeoff and you tilt your plane up and you hold forward, ooh, invigorating, and you leave the planet. It's they're supposed to spend thousands of man hours so you can press two buttons. I'm pressing the button to fly down. I'm pressing forward. Ooh, be still my beating heart. Oh, there's an opening opening in the field. Let me press a button as my ship automatically lands for me. Okay, let me hop out of the ship in one fell swoop motion. The, sh- you know, the cockpit spits me out like Jonah and the whale. Oh, and time to go back to my ship, and I just whoop seamlessly hop in. I don't see my character. I don't. I don't. I don't see anything happen. I just whoop, kind of like teleport into the cockpit, practically, almost like my body shifts through metal. Press a button, kaboom! Ship comes up. Oh, I can now hold forward again and leave the planet's atmosphere. So they're supposed to send thousands of man-hours developing something so you can push two buttons. I I think they made the right call. For me, it's just indicative of an engine that's severely limited. Presumption, not rooted, in fact.
Oh, this is what a lot of people fear, that there will be a thousand planets and most of them will be barely touched by artists. There is no doubt that there is a monumental amount of work to be done, but at least if this leaker is real, we know that there are artists working on touching things up and making these planets believable, and like Todd said, there will be a Daggerfall-like system in place for events which are run through here. You can command pretty large ships, and then you can bring crews down to a planet to assist with settlements and questing. One thing we haven't seen yet is the true upper limits of the size of ships. Right now we see frigate-sized vessels and we can sort of see a mass limit when building, but we don't know if this can be improved and how large we can make ships. Obviously having the freedom to make massive ships would be better than limitations, as we all want to experiment with different playstyles. No doubt this would come in mods regardless. A space trader or a space miner would be possible with a not rooted in fact, they just figured out ladders. Again, you are now retroactively misrepresenting the situation with the ladders. You're misrepresenting it. That would be like saying the engine that they used for Anthem, they just figured out flight. No, it's misrepresentation. You're not representing what happened. No. It wasn't that they couldn't figure out ladders. It wasn't that like, oh, this is too hard. It was, we haven't built that animation set yet. It will require a bunch of time to do. Is that necessary for Fallout 4? No? Then don't do it. Right? They make a bunch of animation updates, a bunch of new things for the engine for this game, and it, the net, one of the net benefits is, oh, we can do ladders now. Cool. They didn't just figure out ladders like they're inept or their engine is severely limited. Again, I gotta say, it feels like you're grinding an axe. It feels like you're presuming a negative and just building on that negative. It's like, and I've said that I think <clears throat> I think the creation engine is potentially dated and very limiting. I, I, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not speaking as if that's fact. But saying they just figured out ladders... It just makes your entire argument suspect that you have to use a slant, something that we just dealt with 10 minutes ago, that, like, they didn't figure out ladders. They had never built anything for it. Like, it's just... We're, we're looking at Fallout 4 and Skyrim, two very successful RPGs, okay? Two very successful RPGs, and they didn't make ladders and they didn't have animation movesets for ladders, you're presuming that's a limitation on the engine, or presuming that the engine can't do it. Well, they built animation sets, and now they can do it, so your presumption's been falsified. So, it has nothing to do with engine limitation, it has to do with the fact that they just never built it. Right? Like, you can't fly around like Superman in Fallout 4. So if they wanted to make a game where you could fly around like Superman, they'd have to build that animation set and moveset into the game. Oh, they just figured out flight for the first... No, they never built it to begin with. A large freighter-style starship, a small one of those shown off in the footage already. No doubt if we have true creative freedom, which I doubt, someone will make a Death Star and a Star Destroyer. Without a doubt, someone will make the Normandy from Mass Effect as well, but you could get a more accurate scale with that one. Speaking of Mass Effect, I feel the crew deployment system will function similar to how it does in Mass Effect, where before you land, you pick your crew to bring with you, then the planet loads and you land. Starfield is very different than Elder Scrolls and Fallout. The leaker compares it to if Mass Effect and Doom had a baby with Morrowind as the adoptive father. This So Starfield's very different than Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Mass Effect and Doom had a baby with Morrowind. 
as the adoptive father. So again, like I think this is why it's fair to invoke uh, Mass Effect. You got somebody that you know is is a credible leaker saying it's it's less like Elder Scrolls and Fallout, or very different. Sorry, it's more like Mass Effect and Doom had a baby with Morrowind as the adoptive father. They completely retuned the creation engine. Uh, they learned what worked and didn't work with the original engine and hopefully made it much better. Um, as many limits as the engine on the face has, it's still one of the best to mod with. Yeah, you have to wonder why it's so popular for modding. Like, it can't be a bad, super limited, terrible engine on the face if, if, if so many people enjoy modding with it. Totally different from the latter thing, though. We know that was because it caused problems with character animations. Well, I think Willie and Neo are making good points. Ladders in lots of games are terrible. So it's not like it's some, like, I don't know. I uh, What was the game? I remember Far Cry, they were terrible. I used to slip off them all the time. Um, Dying Light, they were terrible. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, feel like, I feel like it's a pretty common thing where they're just really either super rudimentary and you can tell it's kind of like not realistic. You just kind of slide up and down. Um, I don't know. I feel like they work better in third person games, to be quite honest. Because you like the character, you like see the character like slide down, like in Elder Scroll, uh, like in uh, Elden Ring. This one I have questions about. Why Doom? I understand Mass Effect when it comes to space exploration and scanning, but Doom? Does he mean in terms of gunplay? Because so far the trailers we see are more RPG driven shooting systems rather than an action based one. Later on, he mentions the Doom UI and its software, so it might simply just be that. I do understand the Morrowind reference in terms of having more choices in the RPG system, dialogue, and the character creator. I agree about the Doom thing. Um, this is something that Asmongold said in his one video that we reacted to. Um, <clears throat> he was like, when a game like Doom exists, you know, how does a game like Starfi- Starfield exist? But I think what this guy just said is incredibly important. Like, a game that's more built on RPG systems for shooting, it's not going to be like a Doom with the action feel. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't want the shooting to feel better, because that was one of the first things I pointed out, and I stand by my statement that the shooting in this game should feel really, really good, and I'm holding out hope that the early guns they showed us are just really rough, not-so-great weapons, and that once you mod them and spruce them up, they feel a little bit better. I will say... A very healthy pushback to that is Borderlands 3. One of the first guns you get in the game, I remember the first time I saw a trailer, I could tell that it looked better and handled better, and it was an extremely low-level weapon. Now, the difference in Borderlands 3 from Starfield is the guns in Borderlands don't necessarily get smoother or feel better as they level. They get stronger and more accurate and faster reloading. So the handling of the weapons in Borderlands is more of a universal stat, right? They're they're more they're more universal as a stat. So they are different in that respect. So the handling, smoothness, and the aiming and all that could get significantly better in this game as you mod. But that is a concern that that I that I have. Uh, yes, I'm critical. I'm looking at this game as a potential re-entry into their ecosystem after years of them screwing me as a custom consumer. I mean, other than Fallout 76, I I don't know you've been screwed for years as a customer by Bethesda with with what exactly with ESO with Fallout 4 with Skyrim like are are you purely talking about Fallout 76 
If you want me to buy your flagship, it better have flagship features. Yeah. I just think when it comes to project management, there's always a risk assessment and, and bandwidth spending assessments, and I just don't think they saw what you... They're not trying to build what you were looking for, you know? If it's more akin to Mass Effect and Morrowind, then, you know... I just don't think so. Oh, you're talking about Xbox like Microsoft? Oh, well, I, th- this game was being built before they were owned by Microsoft, so I think that's a weird... If that's how you're phrasing it, that's a strange thing to do because it has nothing to do with Microsoft. They were acquired after this game was practically finished. You can customize your ships through a base model. You can build outwards and inwards from the interior. Same tech is used for the settlement system. We only saw ships being edited and didn't see them being built from the ground up, but we did see the model names on the ships at the bottom left, so it's possible that this is true, though it's not clear exactly how the settlement system works yet. The controls for the spaceship are... Uh, four consoles, customer service that refused to help me recover their account. Like I said, you're grinding an axe, Eugene. You gotta have some self-awareness here. This game has nothing to do with Microsoft. Like, Bethesda was building this game well before they were acquired by Microsoft. Like, Microsoft's, you know, failings or your 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 frustrations with Microsoft, just it has nothing to do with seamless landing on planets in Beth- when Bethesda was building this game. When Todd Howard made that decision, it wasn't Microsoft. It was a development team saying, what's your, what's the speculation on seamless planetary landing what's what's that going to take to build they made a, they made an assessment and a projection and said I, that's way too much work for that it's a glorified loading screen it's a glorified loading screen we're not doing that I, I i think you're looking through the lens of like microsoft better bring the heat with this title microsoft acquired them so that there's some level of reasonableness there but at the same time this game's been in development for like what yeah five or six years I just I think it's weird to approach this as a Microsoft property as if well Microsoft owes me they better do right they better turn things around it's like the design decisions you're taking issue with is a Bethesda decision that was probably made years ago like years well before they were even printing up or, or, or entertaining the idea of a buyout so uh, spaceship controls are more simple than Elite Dangerous, more akin to how uh, Outer Wilds functions, but not as simple as that. That's actually kind of encouraging, I think. Because actually the space combat is, is the one surprise that I got from the, the, the Starfield gameplay reveal. That was the one thing that kind of... Okay, that's going to be a very minor blip, but it will lead to a second blip. Like, And when I say blip, it'll like stutter and you might have to refresh. We just switched ingest servers. We had been streaming for almost four hours. Sometimes uh, in the afternoons, YouTube like refreshes their ingest servers. So that will be a little blip and a little stutter, and there'll be a secondary blip and stutter to follow up. You may have to refresh if audio desyncs or acts funny. It's not you. Uh, it's it's just YouTube being YouTube. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold for just a second before we go on. This game was originally going to have timed exclusivity on PS5 before the Bethesda purchase. 
That was more than a minor blip that was longer than most. No, that was a usual ingest server swap. I mean, on the front end, it might have been different, but yeah. That was a, that was a normal... I dropped OBS counts to so many seconds and then reconnects me. That was That's how it always, do, that's how it always goes. Now, on the front end, you might have experienced it differently, but... All right, here we go. More simple than Elite Dangerous, more akin to how the Outer Wilds functions, but not as simple as that. We can't confirm this based on what we saw, but we did see an FTL-like power management systems, guns, missiles, and cannons, a basic control system, and in turn, basic dogfighting. I doubt it will be a complete starship sim, and it really doesn't need to be. For planet travel, you can fly around in the atmosphere. There are also little rovers. It seems possible that you'll be able to fly around the atmosphere of a planet, considering planets are, well, planet-sized in Starfield. I assume you'd need ships to cover any sort of meaningful ground. We haven't seen anything on rovers, but that would be a good addition. Begs the question though, why use the rover when you can use the Starship? Maybe just the time it takes to get in and out, or perhaps the rover can go places the Starship can't, like caves or underwater. Yeah, there'll probably be, I would imagine there's going to be missions, quests, bounties, you know, fetch things that'll be easier in one ship versus the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware I'm overly critical of it, but you also have to be aware they're selling this as a reason to buy into their platform. Again, you need to be careful that you don't conflate, though, Eugene, and I like that you're being overly critical. I think it makes for good conversation. I'd rather people come in here and kind of like take a whack at the game, because... I'm trying to find YouTubers to disagree with, and most people aren't being all that critical. They're being sort of middle of the road, which I think is a testament to the fact that there's actually better game coverage from YouTubers in the gaming press most of the time, but that maybe I'm a little biased there. However, however, just don't conflate. Like, they're selling us as a reason to buy into their platform. Bethesda's not. Like, Bethesda's not. Bethesda doesn't give a rip about that. They built a space RPG and they, they took a lot of what they learned from Fallout and Skyrim and Oblivion and they're like, oh, let's do this and this and this and da 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 And all of those design decisions, all of the vision casting, all of the foundational trajectory setting decisions that they made five or six years ago, maybe more, had nothing to do with convincing a single consumer to join a platform. They were building a new game. Like, th- that's where you're, you're, I think you're conflating. Like, well, yeah, Microsoft owns them. Microsoft bought them. But Bethesda didn't make any of these decisions five or six years ago thinking that they were going to be the flagship of a platform. Like, now we're building a new, we're building a new RPG. It's, it's going to be in space. It's going to be awesome. You know? Also, did they know that, that the seamless travel to land on a planet was going to be so desirable and that no man's sky was going to do what it did do you think when they made foundational decisions about this game seven or eight years ago when they were specking it out and 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 deciding how they were going to build it and how they were going to do it no man's sky was was probably like eh, eh, we don't have to really worry about that game and boy that game climbed up out of the water and really built itself into something special they didn't how could they have foreseen that if No Man's Sky would have stayed in the gutter, I think some of these discussions and criticisms and concerns and worries wouldn't be in existence. Hello Games is like a causality in the industry. They're tectonic. Little little 8 to 10 man team is tectonic in the industry because of what they've achieved. And 
Bethesda probably thought, I still, we don't need to we don't need to achieve or rise to that standard because number one, it's not the game we're building. And number two, it's, it's, it's yeah, come on, that game's nothing to be concerned about. You know? I think it's a it's a huge testament to, to Hello Games. Which raises the question of customization as well. Since we can fully build our settlements and starships, can we customize our rovers too? Can we put weapon systems on, for example? There is a settlement takeover system now. In addition, AI can build their own settlements as well. Since Todd wants to give us the power to play how we want, and it's heavily implied we can be actual pirates the whole game, it would make sense to be able to raid and take over settlements instead of being forced to just build them yourself. Having NPCs making their own would add to this immersion, though I wonder if you can give tasks to NPCs to build in your absence, and how big of a scale can this AI build for you? The developers really worked on the UI after how much people loved it in Doom Eternal, where you can customize it. For example, you can remove quest markers and many other things. They have goals to improve UI. Okay, so maybe this is where the guy was drawing the Doom comparison? You know what I mean? Maybe maybe that's where he was drawing the Doom comparison, like the, the UI customization, you know what I mean? Wake up call, it's 2022. You need to explain what you mean by that, Hussein. Like, what do you mean? Xbox going all out. PlayStation will be all but finished by 2025. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> well, we got to have one per day. There it is. Customization. This might be what he meant before by saying it's a cross between Mass Effect and Doom. Simply the UI. A customized UI is great considering how terrible the UI is typically in Bethesda games. The modding community have almost always made UI mods first. Hopefully Bethesda has taken note of what works, and if they have id software on the case, they understand. As of right now, we don't see anything particularly stand out in the UI, though I hope customization is a real thing as I'd like to do a UI-less run. Pretty hard sci-fi. Nothing outlandish like Borderlands or The Outer Wilds, but more down-to-earth like Alien? No, that's not right. I want to say Interstellar, but I still think that's a bit off. I unironically think more towards Cabin in the Woods, which is not sci-fi, but more of a everything takes a it has a reason to be here and just works approach. Yeah, so this is going to be that, like, I picture this being like a tetherball, right? A tetherball can only get so far away from the pole. And I believe they've tethered the game to our world and our reality. But it's going to be able to get away from that. Big bugs, big aliens, whatever. But all of those aliens, big crustaceans, whatever you want to call them, they're always going to feel like they have like a tether linked back to our reality. Does that make sense? So like I think... I, I actually think that's gonna be that's gonna be the way I vision this. It's like it's it's not gonna seem like in No Man's Sky where I'm finding weird, crazy dragons and floating fish. You know, it's it's more in line with our reality. Like a tether ball. It can only get so far from the pole and it's always tethered back to it. You always kind of can sense what it's attached to. Even the bugs and the aliens we've seen up to now, you know, I feel like are uh, are tethered back to it. I think people forget that budgeting plays a big part in game creation and changing little things or adding new features can blow your budget real quick. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Just to be clear, I want it to be good. I want it to be worth me buying an Xbox Series X for because ain't no way I'm buying an S or streaming puck. I mean, I can tell I can tell you right now, Eugene, I don't think this game is going to hit the levels that you want it to hit. I think this is going to be a solid 7.5, 8 out of 10 game that delivers a space RPG. It will not be industry-defining. It will not be earth-shattering. It'll just be really good game, and that's about it. I don't think it's going to be an earth-shattering flagship. I don't. Get a PC. No, I'm with him. I like having... I would love to have some great games to play on the Series X. I don't like playing games on PC. And I have a really nice PC. So like Tom mentions, it's sci-fi based in realism. NASA punk. So if there are alien creatures, there's a reason why they're there. If there's alien tech, they try to explain it. This is something I can get behind and that I understand, though I really hope this doesn't mean truly creative ideas would be stifled. Todd mentions that they always want to consider every idea, but it would be hard with this limitation. The game requires more intelligence. There are still quest markers, but after The Outer Wilds, the office like more exploration-based quests. Now, this one I hope is true. I don't want to blindly follow markers and autopilot the game. I want to explore and be rewarded for it. A space exploration game should have exploration in the quests. He keeps going back to the Outer Wilds, and after the game's success, I don't blame him, but I hope it doesn't draw too much inspiration from it. I want a Bethesda game after all. Crew can help man weapons, perform repairs on the ship, fly, etc. I hope this is true as it will add to the role-playing aspect. Having crewmates you can yell Don't get cocky! Too. Fly is an interesting one though. Can you get an NPC to fly for you while you man the guns? If so, will there be turret-like guns you can attach to ships like the Millennium Falcon? It raises a lot of questions and would improve the options you have in space combat. As long as the AI isn't garbage and flies you into asteroids, or whose idea of knowing a few tricks is listing lazily to one side. Gay romance is included, following the same design as Fallout 4 and Skyrim, where you can screw anything that moves and people can't turn you down. Well, there you go, chat. <clears throat> we all needed to know that that's possible. I have zero problems with this. I think in a role-playing game, you should have as much freedom as possible. No one can turn you down, so, so what? It's a game. You're meant to be able to play the most desirable person in the universe if you want. You're meant to be able to play the biggest loser in the universe too. Options are good and limiting NPCs to only particular characters, like some games do, <coughs> Cyberpunk, is backwards in an RPG and doesn't make sense. Getting this on the Series S is tantamount to self-deletion. Um, yeah, so, <clears throat> as far as the romance thing, I think my biggest question is those, those crab things that walked by, can I... Can I take them out on like a date? Like, is that allowed or no? Probably not. If you want a female NPC to only be lesbian, for example, if you have a male character, don't engage in the dialogue or put the Amulet of Mara on. Just roleplay their lesbian and aren't interested. Easy. Insisting there should be less options because not every person in the universe is the same orientation just removes options for others and offers no real gameplay reason other than to make your own statement. Ladders and gay, that's all I needed. I mean, if we could get some cute air fryers barrier, I just think you'd be fine. That's all you would need, you know? Just all of the space dudes out there just waiting to meet you, you know? 
and tell you how handsome you are. Cute air fryer, you're good to go. And ladders to climb up into Stefan's loft. The first person camera is more akin to Fallout 4, but with a bit of a handling upgrade from id and the upgraded animation work done by Sister Studio. Okay, so here here's where we get <clears throat> here's where we get to some of the things that I was talking about. So first person camera is more akin to Fallout 4. We sense that in some of the shooting, okay? But a bit of a handling upgrade from ID and the upgraded animation work done by Sister Studios. So this is where I'm placing some of my hope, okay? I'm really placing some of my hope. Yeah, hopefully the ladders, there's no loading screen, so you and Stefan can just get to work. Uh, I would hope that these animation improvements lend themselves to better gunplay, because that, again, has been one of my primary concerns, is I think the game's going to perform like crap on the Series S, and I think that the gunplay looks mid. And that's worrisome for a game where a large amount of the time I'm going to be shooting a gun so this is encouraging if true i'm excited that his software helped with the first person camera because this is encouraging doom like we discussed was a really tight action shooter and i loved it responsive and impactful controls and decent ui let's hope bethesda lets the studio do their thing so when he put id does that so he's saying id id like id software they helped is that true has that been confirmed or the leakers just claiming that they helped? Because that would actually... I don't know. That would actually make me feel... A, I would. That's a level up for me. Like if my confidence in the shooting is at like a level 2 or 3, I did, that just bumped me up to a level 4. Because ID knows what they're doing. So if that's been confirmed... I really hope that's been confirmed because they could definitely help you make your shooting feel better. Bethesda has some of the best animators in the industry. Some of their personal projects are incredible. They are limited by the creation engine though. Uh-oh. So here's here's Eugene and Barrier's time to, to strut a little bit. So according to the leaker, we're saying this leaker is credible. They've got some of the best animators in the industry and some of their personal projects are incredible, but they're limited by the creation engine. So this comes into... What I was talking about. The engine feels dated. It feels like it's old. It feels like it's rough around the edges. And you got some of these animators trying to do personal projects and cool things. And they're like, dadgummit, this this engine's limiting, man. It's old. You know? One of the primary things I heard in the dialogue surrounding Fallout 4 was that the engine was old and it was one of the primary reasons that they struggle with certain things so I've heard about the limitations of the creation engine but also how it lets them make games that feel very Bethesda with NPC automation and the like the truth is unless we directly work on the engine ourselves we can't know how good or bad it is if it produces a good quality game that's all we can really ask for with id studios hopefully gun designs and animations will be improved from fallout 4 i completely agree even if i love the gun designs and animations which i didn't any improvement is welcome todd howard was inspired by chris roberts the death of a spaceman which has consequences when a player dies such as losing limbs and a possibility of permadeath a team was sent to work on complex character designs for this i don't know if this is ever going to be a thing in a game like this i just i don't it, this seems like 
it just seems like such a potential huge turnoff. I just, I don't know. Old quote though, how much is the engine been updated since 2019? Right, here, here, here's the thought, Abe. Here's the thought. <clears throat> Any upgrades they made to the engine were probably prior to 2019. Engine upgrades and, and changes and advancements would have been pre-production, maybe during production. But 2019 to 2022... That's like, you're fully ramped up in production at that point. I don't know at what, at that point, can you midstream make change in a, changes and upgrades to the engine? I don't think so. I think it'd be a lot more challenging. Unless they're currently attempting to do X, Y, and Z, and that is, part of that is advancing the engine? I would think no. I would think it's, it's less likely that that's a time period where they'd be doing a lot to the engine. Now, this is interesting. Are we talking permanent quirks similar to mutations in Fallout 76 wherein you could have a negative and sometimes a positive applied to your character? Might be a perk like one-armed where you lose the ability to wield a two-handed weapon but get a 10% discount at stores and find more loot when pickpocketing. No doubt a hardcore mode would have the inclusion of permadeath if Todd likes the idea, but the possibility of consequences for death is intriguing to me. Would that mean that death doesn't just knock you back to your last save file, which wouldn't be like Skyrim or Fallout 4 at all? I hope this comes to fruition because the memes, dreams and videos will be hilarious. Talk going around about adding an augmentation system, less cyberpunk and more biotech. We want it to have visual effects on the player. Um, thank you for the $5 tip, Dan. The engine's putting an arrow in their knee. Sorry, don't ban me. That's pretty good. Thank you for the $5 tip. They're updating the engine and building the game at the same time as of 2021. Oh, really? Okay. Well, then, yeah. I mean, Abe's right. It's possible that that quote from 2019 could be slightly adjusted now. Though, hey, we made some good changes to uh, to the engine, and you know, it's 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 got I don't know more flexibility now. Hard to know. Hard to say. So, what's the AI doing? In some of the scenes, the AI does seem a little confused. Like, the one guy's, like, running away. I don't know what he's doing. I will say that when he jetpacks over there and ADSs with that other weapon, that actually, the ads weapon, once he lands, actually looks better than the weapons he had when he was inside. I will say that. So, again, it gives me some hope that they got some of the handling and some of the shooting mechanics right. So, adding augmentation, less cyberpunk, more biotech. We want to have visual effects on the player. That's probably in one of the skill trees, I would imagine. During the trailer, we see mention of augmentation, so this is likely confirmed. Usually, these are just passive changes to your character, like the augments in cyberpunk. So, if augmentations are visual as well as passive, I'll be stoked. The customization possibilities will drastically improve. Perhaps if they implement a loss of limbs, we could see robotic replacement parts, a way to mitigate the negatives and add a positive. Lots of possibilities are swirling around in my head. We want players to have their own start, similar to alternate start mod, based on race and class. Uh, this would be cool if if they could do this. I'm actually going to say I don't think they're going to do this, because of the unless there's like a variety of places you can start, because you're going to be in the center. I think you're going to be in or around one of the main one of the main planets I think again I, I'm I'm not saying that that's a fact I'm saying my gut based on everything they've said in the interviews how they've talked about the planets and the main planets and the cities and stuff I if they do this you'll you'll be like nearby you know what I mean you'll be like a planet system away from one of the central hubs and one of the central planets or whatever 
um this is this is not anything that i have concrete information on i'm purely basing this off of uh some of the interviews and some of their commentary about um just how there's the the the, the main planets and the main cities and if you're going to start and have any semblance of a story focus then you would need to be somewhat close to where like all that's happening so not sure if the leaker means start will be different physically or just passively with different stats. We can see in the gameplay trailer that your background choice changes your starting skills and how people in the world talk to you and then you can add different perks like having real alive parents. I wonder if they're shooting for different location starts like with Cyberpunk's backgrounds. However, the leak's first notable mistake he mentions race. It's all but confirmed we'll only be able to pick human. This leak was back in 2018, so maybe that was an idea thrown in the trash, something they only just tightened up and renamed backgrounds, or maybe it was just his wording when referring to the mod. Or he could be referring to the traditional term like race, because they clearly show Asian, Caucasian, black, like, you could have been referring to that race as well. Now, someone in chat says, what's the reason for not going to Unreal 4 or 5? Well, Unreal 5 wasn't released back when they started development on this. And it's actually very, very common for companies to stick with their existing tool sets, dev kits, and engines because their staff's familiar. They have existing things they can build upon which gives them a head start on whatever project that they're they're uh, they're working on. Now, Unreal 5 could have an impact on the industry. Um it seems to already be having an impact because it seemed like as soon as dev teams were getting their hands on it, they were pulling out all stops to work on it. The team, the coalition working on gears, they went dark nose down and said they were building the next game in Unreal 5. There's been a handful of games that have literally delayed so to, to move from Unreal 4 to 5. Now, that's a little bit easier. That's way easier than starting over in 5 from, like, Creation or Frostbite or something. So, um, it, it a lot of times they're going to want to use their own stuff. The other thing is what uh, Eugene's bringing up, licensing UE5. Now, Epic has lowered royalty payout for use of the Unreal Engine because they make so much money from Fortnite that they want to make it easier for companies to use the Unreal Engine so they have to pay Epic less money. But a company like Bethesda, now owned by Microsoft, I don't see them doing that unless Microsoft brokers some kind of a deal with Epic that you know any of their owned developers, if they want to use UE5, could we get a discount or something like that. Uh, that could be potentially very good. Epic and Microsoft get along. We know this because Microsoft helped Epic get Fortnite back on the iPhone through the browser and the xCloud solution. So Microsoft and Epic do get along. But for now, uh, you're still going to see a lot of companies continue to use their existing assets, their existing engines and tool sets as opposed uh, to switching. Yeah, keep in mind, Gears is already an Unreal Engine game, so switching over to UE5 is going to be a whole lot easier than somebody starting over from scratch. You got to remember that. Um, yeah, Gorilla built their own engine. We always talked about wanting to see Destiny switch engines, but the more I've looked into it, studied it, and kind of learned about engine adaptation, upgrading, and changing. It's just incredibly unlikely you're going to see a lot of companies do that. It just is. Yo, Zubair gifted five memberships. Thank you for doing that. We don't do uh, ads here. We don't we don't run ads in the middle of the show, but we love to get those gifted memberships. Thank you, Zubair. R7, Brit, 
Frostpunk, P. Dudley, and Tarix. You guys all got a gifted membership from Zubair. Be sure to thank him. That gets you into members-only content this afternoon and tonight, streaming with my wife, playing some games and having some laughs and having some drinks. So if you're a member, be sure you're here for that. YouTube does not do the greatest job of alerting you about members-only content, so it's a really good idea to get into our Discord server. Okay? Alright. There are a bit more intelligent alien races than there are cities. We haven't seen any indication that there are any intelligent races besides humans right now. It might be something they're saving until the end, but we know there will be around five or more major cities in the game. So having that in intelligent races seems unlikely when they're trying to base the game in realism. And we know there isn't going to be like a council of alien species like there is in Mass Effect. Now, here's where I disagree with him. Here's where I disagree with him. Because the leaker said there's more intelligent races than there are cities. There's only five cities. So I think it stands to reason that part of this game's exploration and discovery will be the discovery of intelligent races. That's what I think. They won't be in the cities. There's only five of them. So if you find, I don't know, between six or ten intelligent races as you're exploring the galaxy, little settlements little towns then then you're going to have then you're going to have the uh you're going to have that leaker's uh comment come true that oh yeah there there's more intelligent races than there are cities there's only 5 cities that's not a very hard number to beat thought i recognized dantix's voice yeah guys don't forget we're using dantix's video i hope he's okay with reaction content he just had such a great rundown of the leaks of what ones had been confirmed and not confirmed. I thought, I kind of want to react to the leaks and this would be more entertaining than me like reading a Reddit thread or something. Plus, it's a great way to promote another creator who's creating good Starfield content. He's got lots of Starfield videos. Be sure to check them out, support them. His video that we're reacting to is linked below. Um, and again, I do hope he's cool with this. I hope more and more YouTubers are cool with it. I think it's a great way to just create you know, camaraderie and community on the platform. As long as people are doing good reaction content and not being skeezy about it, I think the skeezy guys don't last anyway, so... Because it's not interesting to just, you know, basically repost somebody's work, which is not what we're doing. So that is all the leaker has mentioned so far. What do you think? Any standouts? Let me know below. If you like my Starfield content, let me know by doing the typical YouTube stuff. For everything RPG, you're already in the right place. Ciao, friends. There you go. So uh, he's got spaceship building. He's got big concerns addressed. I love that thumbnail. Um, He does good work. He does good work. You should really check out his channel. Get him, hey, help him hit 200,000 subscribers. He's only actually 7,000 subscribers away. Good for him. That's awesome. To have a channel that size uh, one day would be incredible. Uh, And he has links below, like some of his Starfield breakdowns right here. He's got customization skills, traits, backgrounds. He's got ship customization, weapon mods, etc. So give give Dantix some love. And uh, I hope, again, I hope he's cool with reaction content. And uh, go leave a comment and say that you enjoyed my coverage of his video's got 32,000 views. This video will probably pull 3 to 4K. So we're certainly not pulling from him or, uh, or, hurting, or hurting his content in any respect. We don't have the reach. Uh, well, actually, it doesn't matter. Once you have reach, you're actually helping them anyway. So, um, Valkyrie Elysium is coming September 29th. Uh, I don't know what that is. And Power Wash Simulator 
comes to Xbox Game Pass on July 14th. I don't... Is Power Wash Square Enix property? Anyway, uh, I got an email from Square Enix, and that's what they said. So, I don't know what you guys think. You know, the the leaks seem to be continuing to come true. I actually think the leaks make me lean more in a positive uh, light. Yeah, Pal World looks so good. Um, yeah, if you guys like Power Wash Simulator, I would buy that. That's a, that, I'm pretty sure that's a small dev. Uh, support that dev. Give them some love. Don't just don't just freeload. Um, loving the Lona React content. Thank you, Meech. Um, if you guys enjoy the reaction content, do me a favor: hit like, hit subscribe. We know you guys uh, enjoy my coverage. You know, we know you enjoy uh, hanging out with me, and uh, I, I for one, you know, enjoy doing it. I think it's, I think it's really, really enjoyable. I think we get to do uh, a lot of fun stuff. Get a lot uh, to to really, really have a lot of different content coverage. Um, that guy does seem legit with his info. Yeah, Dantic seems very, very methodical and careful, and that's why I just appreciate it. It was like, instead of me scrolling through, because I could have gone to the Reddit thread and scrolled through and just bat the ball around with you guys, but I thought, let's just watch this guy's video. I mean, he's got it. He's got it all here for us. Um, yeah, Asmund Gold said YouTube was looking at changing reaction content or something strange. I think YouTube is flexing like a pufferfish and threatening and they won't do anything and the reason I think they're doing that is because of what happened with Quantum TV and Actman. I think they're sick of it and a lot of that falls under reaction content like showing a guy's video and making fun of him, teasing or whatever you know, roasting or whatever and a lot of that kind of content you should be getting in trouble for anyway because it's not done in a good light or in good faith, it's a breach of TOS to you know attack another content creator but I think the Actman uh, quantum TV stuff is why they said that. I think they're puffing up like a fish to be like, you guys better freaking knock it off. Alright? Or we're just going to start demonetizing all reaction content. So then you'll have zero reason to make a video about another person. Because we're sick of this drama. Somebody too long didn't read what happened. An ar- of somebody reacted to somebody's review about Elden Ring and it turned into that guy trying to copyright strike videos that used his videos. He was like, he was basically misusing the copyright system so people started making videos about it so what it was was it was a reaction to a review that turned into a copyright strike drama the copyright strike drama gets reported on and then everybody's reacting to it and making videos about it and I just think it's to a certain point YouTube's like we're tired of this we're just you can't monetize it and guess what's going to happen then no one's going to do it who's going to make a video if they can't monetize it now I might I might do it because it doesn't hurt us to have a demonetized VOD that much, but it does because what it does is YouTube doesn't want to put the video anywhere. So I can make money while I'm live from members and tips and everything else, but we would probably start doing reaction content for members. I'd be like, screw it. If I can't monetize it and run ads, members only, you know, members only. You guys like it. You support it. You want to see me react to this video? You know, maybe that could be a great member perk. You want to see me react to a video? Cool. Submit it as a tier two member, you know, and then once a month, I'll pull one out of the hat and react to it or something. I don't know. If they decide to do that, we can adapt. We're, we're good at adapting. 
We don't need reaction content to survive. We just started doing it. Our channel had most of its growth in the absence of reaction content. I'll be honest with you. Reaction content's nice because it fills in the gaps when the news is light. And it's a little less show prep for me. It actually lets me create content without having to squeeze blood from a stone every day of the dadgum week. Like, there's not always gaming news going on, you know? I can see advertisers being like, we don't want to be in those types of vids. Yeah, because it depends on the video. An advertiser would see what I just did and not care at all. They'd be like, oh, that's totally fine. Or what Asmongold does. They'd be like, that doesn't matter to us. But you start getting into the drama and the roasting and kind of the, you know, look at this cringy guy, whatever the frick they're doing. And the advertisers are going to be like, we, uh, we don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> that's not really our vibe, you know? I should have created a, um, I should have created a thumbnail for Madison, and we should have just played Madison. I don't. What, what we, we could do something members only. We're gonna we're gonna do something members only, but I don't know what we're gonna do. We should play a game or something. Um, I, I guess I'll let the members decide. I do we have? I can't remember if I have a generic thumbnail or not. Uh, for for members only. Um, we have throwdown and then I have a member update and then I have the after show members only I need like a generic just gaming members only thumb we'll have to do that creech so that way I have one because I'm not always going to know like what people are going to want to do apparently blizzard ceo said diablo pay to win is loved members only outrider stream yeah I have to kind of want to do it I don't really want to play that game right now I just don't like it that much I'll be honest I just don't like it that much like I just uh, I don't know I played it and I was just like eh there's just something about the combat that doesn't it just doesn't hook me I think it's the I'm telling you I think it's the audio it's turning into a bashing scenario that's not cool you're going to use someone's content better show love not hate right 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 Diablo Mortal's making a mill a day. Yeah, he said that there's plenty of people playing it that aren't spending money or something. Yeah, Derek, he brought up the what's wrong with saying boat story this morning. It was pretty funny. I'd play it except I don't wanna. I don't know. It's like when we played it when they did the update, I was just like, eh. I just don't, I just don't like it that much. You know? Oh, the Reforged Refuge. There we go. Thank you, creature. Ask and you shall receive. My man. You're enjoying Far Cry 5? Yeah, let me... We don't want to have these reaction videos. We don't want to have these long tail ends on them. So give me a brief moment here. Give me a brief moment. Schedule... The Reforge Refuge. Love it.
Members only post. It looks like the people they have captured are enjoying it. Yeah, I wonder how many of those people are like, are, are just like, just the, I don't mean this in a mean way. They're just the mindless mobile players. They're just playing free to play and don't give a crap. You know what I mean? They're, they're killing stuff, knocking stuff down, seeing green arrows, and they're good with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just wonder how many of them are the mindless mobiles. Like, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I don't. You know? I just... That doesn't mean that the game is, is being commercially successful. Like, that's... I don't know. Alright, let's send a tweet. Guys, if you're a member, again, really, really make sure you're in the Discord. There's a link below. If you're not a member, you can become a member for 5 bucks a month. We do all kinds of content. Uh, we're getting ready to go to a members-only stream right now. Uh, and then tonight, my wife and I'll be playing some games for members, having drinks, having laughs. It's always a good time, all right? I'm going to set up the redirect so anybody who's a member can come with us to this thing. Typically, we would be doing the rate the. Typically, we would be doing the reforge roundtable right now, and then that's that's not members only. But there's a reforge roundtable like after show that's members only. We didn't do a roundtable today, so the content's a little, getting cut a teeny bit short. Uh, teeny bit short. Alex says, "Hey guy, hope you're having a good day. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you." Um, personally, I played Diablo since the beginning and have no intention of touching Immortal. Have no interest. Hundred, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, so, if you're not a member right now, uh, you can click join for five bucks. There's a member link in the description. If you don't see the blue button, the blue join button, you got to use the members dis- in, in, uh, link in the description. I'll put a link in chat, uh, and then we're gonna redirect. Uh, we're gonna redirect over to the members stream. Uh, I'm just letting the join thing hit the. Te- I don't know what Nightbot's doing. There we go. Okay, there's the link. Hey, if you clicked on this and watched it as a VOD, we're increasing the amount of members-only content on the channel. You might have missed this. Typically on Fridays, we'll be doing the Reforge Roundtable, and we'll we'll end that episode and do like a 30 minute after show just for members so that's not happening this Friday so you guys are going to kind of get to decide what we do maybe we'll poke around with some game trials in Steam or something play some games Uh, that Madison game came out today I don't know if we'll be touching that but if you miss this make sure that you're in our discord make sure you got notifications turned on YouTube doesn't do the greatest job of putting members only content in front of you I'm going to end the previous stream and bring everybody over uh, and that way, 